gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the 1099. I am your host, Joseph Noop, as always. And today I am really excited to have uh, Mr. Gene Park here with us, the embedded audience editor at the uh, Opinions Desk at the Washington Post. I had to I had to text my mom, hey, I'm interviewing someone from the Washington Post. Gene, how are you doing today? Good afternoon. I'm doing good, Joseph. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's a bit of good fortune that I found you this past <laughs> like 48 hours, I think. How's that? Uh, uh, just, well, I, 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 having moved to LA and the regular podcast listeners have heard me gripe about uh, the pains of, of moving across the country for about mm-hmm. four weeks now, but uh, it's, it's played havoc with the schedule for the podcast. And I, uh, I had someone kind of bow out at the last minute that I was like, Oh, I, okay, cool. I don't want to like skip a week or something like that. But then I, I was like, you know what, who's talking about Evangelion this week? Um, that's right, folks. We're talking about anime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you, you asked for this and you're getting it. Damn it. But, uh, you wrote this really wonderful piece about Evangelion and how, uh, and, and how it kind of helped you contextualize and recognize your own, uh, mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I read the piece and it was really as brief as it was, it, it kind of really nailed nailed it on the head as far as what I think the show can tell us or at least make us talk about mental health and um, some of the some of the trends and tropes that it established in in geek culture. But first off, let's let's start with you. Uh, I, I want to get to know you a little bit better. And I got to ask the obvious question. How does one become the guy who writes about anime uh, for the <laughs> Washington Post? I'm a subscriber and, and yeah. I'm, a, I'm a devout reader. But how do you become that guy? Yeah, well, you know, we don't like like let, let's be real here. The mainstream media doesn't talk a lot about anime. Um, it, it is it is technically foreign media, but it obviously has a huge huge following that's been developing over years and decades. Um, and for me, I think part of it is because like like even though I work on audience and I work in social media and I'm not like writing all the time. I used to be a writer. Uh, I used to be a reporter for years and years. And I, I, if anything, I've been a reporter longer than I've ever been on social media, <clears throat> uh, starting in uh, 2003. Uh, so I think part of that is like like they, they can trust that I can I can write and I can write fairly quickly. Uh, I wrote that piece uh, on Evangelion about an hour before the the Wednesday night debates, uh, and I was just like, well, I just need to, to to whip this out real quick, and then I wrote it, and then I watched the debates, and I started working. Um, so. Part of that is also like 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 pitching, you know. I had to pitch uh, to my editors, saying like, "Hey, Evangelion is a major, major piece of artwork in in modern history, and it now now it's on Netflix, you know. Um, so there's a great news peg here, um, and that there's a lot to talk about. And I believe, and I try to sell Evangelion as 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 uh, try to give as much context as possible about what it means to storytelling, what it means to anime, what it means to science fiction." what it means to people with uh, mental health issues uh, and uh, what it means to the internet in general too. Um, because, you know, it came right around the time when the internet uh, was really starting to become mainstream too. Um, so, you know, that part of it is uh, kind of like, I guess some trust in my, in my ability to, to write a story, like uh, write stories like this about uh, a, a fairly niche, I guess, uh, as, as successful and as influential as Evangelion is, it's not like uh, a Marvel's uh, Avengers Endgame or anything. Right. 
Um, so, uh, but but for me, my ability to be able to kind of kind of pitch it as 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 important thing, and also hopefully my editors trust in my own judgment in that. And yeah, the the, the ubiquitous uh, relationship of trust between editors and writers, saying like, I I, I know that feeling I, at Daily Dot, I am one of the um, few like video gaming culture kind of guys, and I've def- I've mm-hmm. definitely had to kind of check myself and explain like why something should be important to our like more general audience uh and that's 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 a tough time but it's it's worth it in the end i think to kind of uh at at playboy uh, actually was the first place i uh started out freelancing Uh, i got spoiled really i got spoiled really early with like their pay rates uh (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. and talking about uh like indie video games for them and my editor uh i'll never forget mike rougeau told me that um if your da- if your six-year-old dad can't understand like why something like evangelion or or this weird indie horror game uh matters why should my readership mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. yeah no good on you for that mm-hmm. and uh to point out something that uh will definitely factor into our conversation here you are a uh, asian american who grew up in the pacific islands um and yes that kind of uh certainly plays a role uh where uh, let, let's, let's, I guess let's literally start from b- the beginning. You, uh, you <laughs> were a young adult. Um, I, uh, the article here, how Evangelion opened my eyes to depression, uh, until I saw the show in 1997, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to describe my feelings at like age 15, mm-hmm. which is actually about the same time I started watching, uh, Ava when it was a rerun on like adult swim, you know, 9 PM kind of yeah, yeah tsunami yeah um yep you watched it at pro- probably what is like the seminal age that it hits viewers the hardest i think um so you're 15 Absolutely. it's 1996 what is what is life like for gene park uh shortly before you get exposed to uh ava Oh gosh, I was a real. Uh, I was constantly bullied in school, uh, elementary all the way through high school. Um, I had trouble keeping friends. Um, sometimes I would have best friends, and it would just be like small core group. And eventually, I would just lose them because they would get interested in sports, or they would become more popular. Um, I was just interested in really in geek stuff. I was re- really interested in gaming, comics. You know, the things that all the kids love nowadays, right? Um, <laughs> Um, you know, I, I love like like weird weirder music. Um, I was kind of a punk rocker. I was in a punk rock band. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, that's uh, well. I, that's why I appreciated you saying that my article was short because I actually meant it to be that way. I still have like a punk rock aesthetic where it's like the shorter, the better, the better the impact. You mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, I'm not into prog rock uh, five thousand word articles. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. So I was just a, a, a guy who was just kind of like like within the orbit of all these uh, science fiction, uh, anime, gaming, Japanese gaming stuff. I think around the same time, I had bought uh, the import version of Final Fantasy VII before it came out to, to the U.S. And I just ended up playing all of Final Fantasy VII in Japanese completely. And I had no idea basically what what, what was going on in the story. Um, so yeah, that was that was me. I was collecting imports and watching anime at Blockbuster Video. And then you start off this story with uh, kind of mirroring a scene from Evangelion. Um, for for folk, I suppose mm-hmm. I should say for folks who haven't watched Evangelion on, on ever, um, obviously this is a conversation mm-hmm. that may not make a lot of sense. But I think it's it's ubiquitous enough that like anyone who's who's watched anime knows the the broad strokes or has watched it. But 
Um, if yeah. anyone needs to, you can you can Google the the synopsis and kind of get the idea here. But watch the show certainly. Uh, you start this article kind of mirroring a scene from the show where the main character Shinji Akari is uh, like alone in a the theater mm-hmm. and kind of has this moment of. Uh, you have this moment of disgust at like a couple making out mm-hmm. uh and it was this kind of it, you you say indescribable loneliness mm-hmm. and kind of a a mix of that and resentment mm-hmm. and um having rewatching the show even with like the english dub and some of the issues the new english dub and some of the issues it has mm-hmm. uh it it struck me again how um shinji as a character is this mix of like loneliness that is not really his fault but also a resentment that is kind of a a self-fulfilling prophecy but um what were your first thoughts upon seeing this character in evangelion kind of going through some of the same mental hurdles you were it was shocking to me um you know like like back then i was listening to punk rock nirvana was my favorite band too so it's not like i was not exposed to like more existential media. Uh, at that time, I started reading Franz Kafka as well, who kind of remains one of my favorite uh, writers ever. Um, but, uh, you know, like it means something as an Asian American to see this Japanese boy um, who is just so sullen and who is just completely unable to, to express his own feelings. And they actually say that explicitly in the, in the show itself. Uh, Misato, his guardian, says he talks that way because he doesn't know how to express his feelings. And I was exactly the same way. I would just, uh, I would just, just go along with things all the time. Even look, look, I'm a journalist right now, and I love my profession. But mm-hmm. even my, my 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 chosen profession was given to me, uh, where I had uh, when I was 16, uh, right around the same time I was actually watching Evangelion, and I didn't know what to do with my life. I had no real interests, and then my mom just shoved this uh, this newspaper ad in me and says, "Hey." Uh, go uh, go intern for the for the local paper. I'm I'm originally from Guam, so that's why that's where the Pacific Islands come from. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, sure. I was just like, I, I wasn't interested in journalism. Uh, I liked writing. I certainly loved writing and I loved reading. So I thought like, hey, maybe it could, it, this could work for me. So like Shinji being pushed into a robot and trying to save the world, I was just kind of pushed into a newsroom and say, here, just try this. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then I ended up, thankfully, I ended up liking it and, and it's turned out pretty okay for me but um that's the kind of kid i was and that's the kind of shinji that's the kind of kid shinji is uh he doesn't feel like he has a lot of agency in his life so he just agrees with a lot with a lot of what a lot of people uh, throw at him and he and that's his survival tactic that's his way of trying to get acceptance from the world where if he's just completely agreeable with everything then maybe people will like him and that is pretty much how i felt too so when i saw him sitting at that theater i was just like I've been there before. I've I've seen couples. I, I felt that resentment of, of mm. seeing other people happy, you know, um, and and I still feel that sometimes now, you know, uh, where it's it's not it's not an emotion that I've completely outgrown, unfortunately. Um, but it was because like like it, it triggered something in him, and it triggered something in me about a reminder of, of why I, I was alone sitting in that theater, uh, why I, I can't seem to find anybody with like minded interests. Uh, why I can't even have a girlfriend to mm-hmm. to 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 mess around with, um, so all of that just really resonated with me. And just to see it visualized, and uh, in, in a boy that that is drawn or dresses like me, uh, uh, you know, he, he has very baggy billowy clothes, and I was kind of like that. Um, I was always looking down at the floor to uh, Shinji's 
signature pose is him just staring at the, at the floor and you can't see his face at all. And that's why in the article I describe myself as the boy who stared down at the earth as if, as if it will fall away because that's just how I always felt, that I just need to always watch my footing. And how does the the identity as a, a, a Asian American person uh, kind of factor into that? Um, uh, I can imagine it colored a lot of the way that uh, not only you grappled with uh, your your mental struggles growing up, um, but also the way people around you did too. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I used to write a lot of uh, uh, like darker type poetry. And then it always landed me in the counselor's office. It always landed me in the principal's office because people were wondering if I was doing drugs. And I wasn't at the time. I was only like 10, <laughs> you know, and uh, or whether I was being beaten. And, and none, of, none of it was that. Like they just immediately assumed that I was just being beaten or, or that there was some kind of external force that was causing me to feel this way. And I said, no, I just feel this way. This is just what's in my head right now, you know? Um, so it's not a stereotype to say that, that in Asian communities, uh, mental health is not a topic that's well uh, discussed, uh, especially in particular in, in Asian American, uh, in Asian, uh, among Asian Americans. Uh, depression is kind of like you're just crazy or you're sad. You know, if you seek mental illness, uh, help for mental, mental health, then there's probably something wrong with you in, in your head, as opposed to that's just the way you are. Right. Um, so. And particularly in the Pacific Islands, you know, I've grown up in Guam and I've lived in Hawaii for eight years and I don't, I never really heard these conversations at all. And nobody really understood that when I say I'm depressed, um, that, that, that they just thought that, mm-hmm. well, what's wrong or what happened, you know? Um, and I'm like, nothing happened. I'm just this way, you know, uh, that there doesn't need to be a triggering event or anything, you know, it could be an event where in the theater where it just like triggers something uh, uh, immediately and it gets a little bit sharper. But uh, that dull sense of depression is always kind of there. And it's really difficult for me to to express that. And so you even, once I started learning more about uh, Evangelion creator Hideaki Anno, I mean, I mentioned this in the article, but he was 35 when he started creating the show. And he only recently, at that time, he only recently discovered, hey, I'm clinically depressed. And I want to do a show about this. He was already 35, you know? So what, someone, then, someone like gave him a book about mental illness. Yep, and yep. Uh, it, like, I think halfway through the show's production, which is, which might account for some of the weird like tonal shifts mm-hmm. halfway through, but yeah. 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 Someone gave him a book and, and he was like, wow, this is, this, this has been me this whole time. So Hideaki Anno's, Anno-san's uh, 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 book to me was Evangelion, you know, where I was just like, Hey, this is, this is kind of like how I am. And even then I couldn't even grasp the language, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if they said depression throughout the show at all. Um, and it's not overt, it's overtly about depression, but they're not saying that it's about mental health or anything. Right. Right. Um, so even then it, it wasn't out front. So it, it was still a struggle for me to even absorb that the show's message or the show's thing. I just knew that this was a very deeply disturbed kid who really didn't know how to get out of a cycle of self-hate and self-loathing. And I, I think it's interesting to talk about that cycle because uh, all throughout the show and uh, end of Evangelion, the movie wherein the, the, the big climactic kind of resolution to all of this happens, um, uh, Shinji, and you point this out in the article, Shinji has these lines that are kind of like e- echoes of the voices in your own head 
um, mm-hmm. I, I'm worthless. I don't have anything to be proud of, or they praised me, mm-hmm. but I'm not happy. Or you have no identity outside mm-hmm. of like this job, don't you kind of things. And mm-hmm. I got to wonder, mm-hmm. um, I, I think, I think a lot of people who perhaps struggle with depression or anxiety, um, hear those kinds of lines in their head. Um, I, I know I have, uh, especially as I've like mm-hmm. grappled mm-hmm. with work, but, um, I, I imagine mm-hmm. as a Asian American too, it's almost like attempting to have a conversation with somebody, anybody about the problems you have, Mm -hmm. because the conversation isn't coming from an external place. You have to have Mm -hmm. it in an internal place. Mm -hmm. Uh, What what do you think about that? Absolutely. Uh, You know, uh, uh, spoiler alert for the last uh, two episodes for a show that's over 24 years old. (laughs) Watch it right now. Uh, You know, the last two, the last two episodes are famously a, a, a psychotherapic pep talk, you know? And it was the first time that I ever heard those external voices, you know. Um, this was a conversation that his voices, the people around him that, that were, were having with Shinji, you know, they were challenging him on his views. And to hear that externally, to hear this, this kind of conversation, that, that the kind of conversation that I wouldn't even have until I started having uh, very serious relationships or started going to therapy, um, was, was revealing, you know. Uh, th- th- these were just not conversations that, that, that I ever, ever heard. These 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 lines that you mentioned were always just one line, you know, and always coming from a single mm-hmm. source. Me, um, and in, in Evangelion, uh, they provided other voices, you know, other conf- uh, other conflicts that I might have been having too, but it it really just tried to push through those other voices and, and make it louder than Shinji's own self loathing, you know. And I think that's kind of like the, the the part of the process that that I've gone through too, you know, where I have to like be like. I'm constantly arguing with myself about 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 the way I see myself, about about how I might define myself. Am I really just journalist? You know, even me being at the Washington Post, it's a wonderful thing that I'm at the Washington Post and I love it. And I, I I'm still like, is my identity as a Washington Post journalist really what's defining me? You know, um, it's difficult. You know, especially it's especially difficult in 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 a work like ours because we always just kind of introduce ourselves as. Hello, I'm mm-hmm. Gene Park. I'm with the Washington Post. You know, um, it's hard to separate your identity from that. So these are just a lot of questions that you have uh, in in your head, and that's why I love Evangelion because it, it 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 covers so many different facets of identity, whether it's sexual, gender, work, uh, uh, how you relate to your parents, and everything. Um, it, it, it just it's just so fascinating. I'm I'm still watching the show again uh, recently, uh, and I've watched it several times now. On Netflix, um, I'm still taken aback by how much they were able to pack in in only 26 episodes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, th- th- especially the way the characters bounce off of each other, and and many mm-hmm. many of the characters themselves are all some sort of manifestation of uh, a mental health problem. Um, Absolutely, uh, Oscar, of course, is is widely recognized as someone who has a lot of uh, like overly competitive uh, mentality and mm-hmm. pushes people away. Mm-hmm. Even though she's mm-hmm. a lot like Shinji, she's really just kind of begging for someone to tell her everything's going to be okay and like and mm-hmm. and comfort her and blah blah blah. Uh, mm-hmm. And and Masato deals with a lot of more perhaps more like adult contextualized uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and. So the thing that's that I think there, there's a turning point here in the story you write that uh, despite uh, we we look back on the show, but I think even in the in, in the moment it was harder to recognize really what the show is about, especially if you're a young person who doesn't who hasn't mm-hmm. had uh, mm-hmm. a decade to kind of think about these kinds of topics. 
Um, so mm -hmm. shortly, I think a year after uh, you saw the show, uh, you, you made an attempt on your mm -hmm. own life. And um, if you're comfortable with yes. discussing that, I, I would love to kind of hear uh, what the aftermath of that was like and what kinds of thoughts uh, as it relates back to, you know, this, this topic of Evangelion, uh, what was going through your head and such. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I was actually in California. So as I mentioned, I was from Guam. So I was actually in California, uh, actually traveling up and down the coast, uh, uh, looking for the college that I was going to. And then, you know, in my loneliness, I was 17. Uh, I just, and there were some incidents I had broken on my girlfriend, uh, things were going on in my life that just kind of pushed me towards wanting to take my own life. Um, after I had tried that, I made a call. Um, police came over, uh, I was arrested because it's against the law to, to try to kill yourself in California, and I was immediately instituted into a psychiatric ward or a behavioral clinic. Uh, and because I was underage and I had no guardians in the entire uh, mm -hmm. United States mainland, let alone California, um, I was basically uh, forced to stay in the hospital until, uh, until somebody could uh, pick me up. And because I was so scared, I didn't, I didn't even give my, my, my real name until like a week later. Um, I was just a John Doe the whole time. Uh, and then I had treatment. It was, it's, it's still a very hazy uh, time, my, my stay at the ward. Uh, but eventually, uh, uh, my friend's father picked me up, and I headed back to school. I, I, I went back to Guam, and I went back to school, and I became a completely different person. Um, it, it was like I was no longer scared of death anymore. So I, my, my personality shifted almost immediately, where I became more outgoing. I started, I started thinking about more jokes more. I started becoming funnier. And of course, I started drinking. Uh, I started doing drugs. I started to go to bars all the time. Um, and Guam, the legal drinking age is 18. So at 17, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of wiggle room to, to allow a kid like me into the bar. Um, and th th that's basically what happened. I just became a completely different person. Uh, that moment of, of pre and bef and pro uh, uh that that incident uh is 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 seminal because in my life because it just completely changed who i am today um i would probably have a much harder time talking on podcasts if that didn't happen uh because for some reason it opened up a door in my brain where i started not caring about what other people thought about me even though i really still did and i never addressed those issues you know I never really addressed uh, 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 what it was that was bothering me the whole time. I just, I just ignored it or I tried to shut it out or I, I tried to numb it out through alcohol or drugs. And again, like, like I, I didn't really internalize any of the message of Evangelion because at the time I was like, that was a weird ending. I liked it. And I, I, I liked different things. And I, I thought it was very edgy and, and very different. Right. And I thought that it was hopeful, but I still didn't quite process like what it was actually telling me. And I don't know if it, I don't know if that could have even stopped anything at that point, you know. But you know, looking back at that now, I, I and looking back at that incident, it's been twenty years since I since I did that. Um, I can look back at it now, and I can I can learn a lot from what I learned from Evangelion, what went through my head. I was definitely thinking about Evangelion as I was doing it, um, and uh, and afterwards, and, and the way I just kind of uh, was basically like Misato, where like I just I didn't really. Uh, treat anything or address anything importantly. I would just go into relationships uh, that I knew would fail or that, that would remind me of something that, that I haven't addressed. Um, and I would just sometimes bury myself in work. And I was basically like a high-functioning alcoholic for a while, uh, for a long while, actually.
Well, it's interesting you mentioned like kind of turning into a, a Masato figure mm-hmm. because uh, we, as we were discussing a few a little while ago, mm-hmm. there's this element of a cycle in, mm-hmm. in Evangelion and mm-hmm. how uh, a character like Shinji or Asuka or Misato um, uh, confront or fail to confront their mm-hmm. their mental health, mm-hmm. um, and, and that was probably of every part of this story that was probably like what struck me the most was. Oh, he okay. So he made this. Gene made this attempt on his own life. Um, went to uh, a ward and eventually got out. But nineteen years of mm-hmm. alcoholism and various addictions. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Not all bad. Like as you say, it kind of in a weird way, it perhaps opened up a different side of you that has allowed you to become a a more conversational, open person. But it was mm-hmm. a dark. But it was a dark space and. I, have, mm-hmm. I, I rewatched End of Evangelion uh, a day mm-hmm. or two ago uh, mm-hmm. in, in, pre- in prep for all the discourse, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it struck me again how uh, there, there's a lot of debate about the ending of End of Evangelion, wherein uh, Shin and Asuka are essentially the last two humans uh, in mm-hmm. their you know real human form, and the rest of humanity has been converted into this giant ocean of liquid, mm-hmm. uh, kind mm-hmm. of one central consciousness. And there is there is this kernel of hope that um, the Ray or whatever Ray has become tells Shinji like anyone who wants to uh, to come back can so long as they acknowledge mm-hmm. like some of the setbacks that that's going to come with the, the setbacks of being a mm-hmm. human. Um, mm-hmm. and Shinji attempts to strangle Asuka uh, for the second time mm-hmm. in in the movie, mm-hmm. at least. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, it and she the famous fat last line is how disgusting or some mm-hmm. variation of that depending on like what translation mm-hmm. you're listening mm-hmm. to and to me it mm-hmm. really highlights this cycle of Shinji has at least somehow sort of acknowledged his problems and he's identified a like roadmap of a solution um, and is al- and is like allowing mm-hmm. himself to kind of come out of the LCL ocean uh, but he's falling back mm-hmm. in a way um, into, you know, reacting harmfully against Asuka. Uh, but he does, he does recognize that behavior. So mm-hmm. it's it's this mixed bag. But what do you think about mm-hmm. the, that cycle um, and perhaps how it, it translated into your life of like nothing was solved overnight, of course. Nothing ever is with mental health. But uh, mm-hmm. what do you think of like the cycle of, of fixing mental health issues in that sense? It's, it's hard because uh, I, I absolutely uh, I recognize that cycle. You know, uh, sometimes it'd be alcohol one night. Sometimes it'd be drugs the other. Sometimes it'd just be video games, you know, and it, it would be an MMO. You know, I recognize like Final Fantasy 14 absolutely wrecked my life for two months you know <laughs> um i was doing really bad at work uh, my relationship my relationship fell apart because i was just playing final fantasy 14 like non-stop um so uh, there's there's always a cycle of trying to replace something whether it's a person you become addicted to a relationship become addicted to cigarettes um and and i think that's been my worst addiction uh, uh in my entire life you become addicted to drugs and you just kind of try to really try to reach out to some kind of control. So the way I interpret Shinji grasping Asuka's neck is that it was him trying to 
re- retain some semblance of control that he had just lost uh, the the prior from becoming one with the entire uh, entirety of of, of of sentience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he just needed to feel like that he had some kind of some kind of of of, of agency, you know. So he reached out and he touched her, and he needed to feel he needed to feel how it felt, I guess, you know. Um, and and that's how I felt for for me. I know that this is bad. I'm hurting myself or I might be hurting someone else and I just need to do it just to feel it, you know? Um, and, and, and it's, and it is disgusting as Asuka said, you know, and it's sad. And, and she says it in a way that is a little bit uh, empathetic, you know, because I think she recognizes, recognizes that in herself too. In a way, Asuka's final line, how disgusting is, mm-hmm. uh, it, it almost shows how if we don't have the vocabulary to talk about mental health, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Wh- wh- how do you think Asuka would talk about it? She, mm-hmm. even though she certainly has come to some sort of resolution, having been like revived from her, mm-hmm. her death and mm-hmm. uh, uh, has had her own journey. Um, she only knows the words, how disgusting when, mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to discussing what Shinji is like or what she is like mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, make a great point there actually, because it, Asuka's voice, uh, when they were, when they were all one, all, all of their voices were a lot more understanding and empathetic because the borders of, of the self were gone and everybody was kind of able to understand itself, uh, understand themselves. Right. Once Asuka was able to become Asuka again, she went back to her own understanding of, of, of what Shinji looks like, right? And that goes back again to, to Asian American and Pacific Island, Islander communities who don't really understand this. They, don't, they, they know that, that something's wrong with you and they know that it's, that, it's, that, it's, that it's ongoing, but they just do not have the vocabulary or the, or, or the, or, or the, the, the knowledge to be able to discuss it, right? And that's why with mental health, that's why hashtag end the stigma is so important. Um, that's why I feel more comfortable talking about it, and that's why I feel compelled to talk about it. You know, the, uh, talking about my own suicide has not been something that I, that I, that that I've shared with many people in the past. It would be something that I would only share with like my closest of friends and my partners. Um, and for me to publish that in the Washington Post was actually something that I've been wanting to do for a very very long time, right. uh, and I just I just didn't have the courage or the strength or the confidence in myself to be able to do so. Evangelion, uh, uh, of all things, gave me that confidence. When I was able to watch the show, and I was like, I feel like that I, I, can, I, I, can, I can finally internalize this message. I feel like I understand it, and I, can, I feel like that I can even talk about my own experience thanks to Evangelion, you know? And let's talk about that internalization of the message, because um, I think I I literally copy pasted and bolded it here in my uh, notes doc. Um, Mm -hmm. You were finally ready to internalize its message that everyone has a right to exist and that the mere act of shared existence with others, no matter Mm -hmm. how tough that can be, gives you worth. And you, Mm -hmm. you, if you read enough like analysis of Evangelion, you do kind of see that's a common kind of interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Anno, coming to terms with his own mental illness um, Mm -hmm. as, as the show is kind of wrapping up production um, Mm -hmm. and kind of throwing this, this idiom in there that uh, yeah, uh, being alive and, and living life can suck so much, Mm -hmm. but it is ultimately the juxtaposition between the bad and the good that kind of makes it all worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. And that gives, and that gives you the individual, 
worth. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's you see that in the kernel of hope uh, that we are kind of given on a on a uh, stick and carrot uh, there at the mm-hmm. end of at the end of end of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know Anno, uh, the TV show had production problems, and so like the last mm-hmm. two episodes were infamously like under animated. Mm-hmm. And the show, if you like only go by the show, it has a kind of almost objectively more positive tone because it's mm-hmm. really just Shinji very straightforward saying, hey, I now recognize this message. But in the <laughs> in the in the film mm-hmm. and, and, and of course, everyone's like clapping. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. OK. But in the film, um, uh-huh. in the film, it is obviously a much darker tone. And uh, it is weird. It's weird because. The show, I don't, I don't grief it for like taking a much more straightforward approach, especially with mm-hmm. the production problems it probably had. But mm-hmm. the film feels much more realistic in the sense that like this is not going to be a one day solution. You are going to continue mm-hmm. struggling mm-hmm. with this for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that you have to internalize it in a way. What do, what do you think? I absolutely think that, and I, I, I'm definitely on the, on the, just to, just so, just for on the record, I'm absolutely pro episode twenty five and twenty six. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> but I absolutely agree with you in in terms of of how uh, uh, slim that that answer was, right? Uh, despite an hour of, of psychotherapy, uh, it's still rather basic, and it, it and it it, it can just be broken down to idiom. That's why I appreciate End of Eva and the last two episodes as companion pieces, you know. Uh, one is is the moment where you realize that things can be better, and then end of Ava is just the sheer brutality and the the amount of uh, the amount of work and 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 tragedy that might have to come through to even get to that point. You know um, that that is never easy, and it's certainly not going to be easy after even after the realization. Uh, but you can still have that that moment and have everything around you, and it really depends on on which what you can remember and what you can take away um, and how long you can keep existing that way for, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's also in a way like I, I have enough friends and a, a partner um, who's been open about their uh, mental health struggles. And I, I think as, as I grow more and more into adulthood, I'm, I'm 26 going to be, you know, 27 mm-hmm. and probably just a, a October. So only a few months here. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is it has always been a road not a not a stop certainly mhm mhm yeah when i was 27 i was going through some real uh real crap too so <laughs> you know uh, it's it's been a real long road um and it yeah it definitely just doesn't stop with with with, with uh, on the shore with everything you know uh shinji and asuka will still have to learn to live, live together but that's what shinji was willing to accept and hopefully he can continue to do that you know and that's kind of like what what we have to do too. Uh, and just like you, you said, Autosan uh, learning to accept his own his own uh, limitations. Um, and even it was like the show itself was learning to accept its own limitations. <laughs> you know, um, uh, well, but, but as you said, there there was there was budgetary problems. It was or 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 or, or timing problems, if anything. You know, there was obviously definitely production problems that that, that led to that. But I feel like that Otto was able to use those limitations to his advantage to tell. A really different kind of story that catapulted Evangelion to more than just another mecha story, you know. And it's why I, I think a lot of people can probably agree that it's why uh, the, the show uh, has resonated so much because the endings themselves, both of them, uh, uh, had so much of an impact. So despite those limitations, Anna was still able to transcend them and and give us something that that we still have never really even seen uh, 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 since then. 
Um, and that's how kind of like I, I see it too. He's, he's taking his own limitations on himself and in the show too. It's almost like, uh, like we were saying earlier, it's kind of a punk aesthetic. Uh, mm-hmm, I, I, have, mm-hmm. I, have, I have two episodes. I have a hundred dollars to yeah. get this really broad message across. And uh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, perhaps that's why that the show ending speaks uh, to one audience while the film, you know, speaks to, to another or a mix of the two. Absolutely. I only know how to play these three chords and this is all I got. And this is cheap, uh, this cheap uh, uh, guitar, uh, this Telecaster that I have is all I have. And I'm just going to play the hell out of it. And I'm going to make sure that my punk song and my limited uh, skills and abilities and my, my tech will, will punch through, you know, and that's basically what happened. Yeah. Evangelion is punk rock. You, <laughs> Evangelion is punk rock. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you, you raise this really good point too. I think later in the piece that uh, Evangelion really played a big role in birthing internet fandom Mm -hmm. um and and definitely played a role in it helped shape Anno's depression one way or the other and certainly in the 20 years since uh has only advanced further Mm -hmm. in that direction Mm -hmm. um internet fandom is a giant cthulhu beast (laughs) of of feelings and subcultures Uh and uh uh vitriol mm-hmm. and whatnot but it, it has its beautiful oh, side of course so they have a fandom obviously so yeah um and i and i gotta wonder especially you you and i both working in digital mm-hmm. media and covering these cultures mm-hmm. uh what do you think was ultimately the end of evangelion itself is kind of a it is literally a reflection of fan of ava's fan culture because mm-hmm. like the as the story goes uh fans sent death threats to i think gynax mm-hmm, yes the studio mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh said like you know what what was what the hell was up with those final two episodes mm-hmm. we demand something mm-hmm. more comprehensive mm-hmm. uh and and ano understandably was kind of like fine fuck mm-hmm. it uh <laughs> uh and so you can see that there at the end of evangelion there is a montage mm-hmm. of real world footage yeah. like like of the city of a cat and then i think at the end is like an audience yeah. a literal yeah. theater audience walks in and they do a slow pan over everybody mm-hmm. and i I'm, I'm not entirely sure if that was like intentional the studio yeah. or, or if that or if that was like fans of the show uh-huh. but you do you do see one person like flipping off the camera. exactly i had uh, for years i had no idea what that guy was doing and i was like oh he's, he's been flipping. Oh, the movie was literally flipping us off you know <laughs> yeah yeah uh and so what what do you think what do you think that saga of the fandom kind of bouncing against Anno's original depiction of Ava's resolution and then the film and, and all that came after? What do you think that says about fandom and the way it can also play into uh the mental health of the creative artists who make mm-hmm. the shows? games and whatnot that impact oh it's fascinating and 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 you know i I mentioned this in my previous article and it was actually pbs that that discussed this about the death of the author right Uh, about the about the 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 autonomy of the author and and the control that uh one auteur or a a team of of artists uh, would have control over their piece of artwork and what that mean that artwork means to the audience so it really comes down to like fundamental fundamental questions of like what is art? Is it expression of itself, or or is it also the what what the the audience or the rece- the receiver of that art takes away from it? 
Um, and that's really that's really the fundamental push and pull uh, here at 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 Evangelion. And I think Evangelion was really like how one of the first shows where you can see the metric of that that actually happening. You know, um, where like uh, the people were just angry about it. You know, like you wouldn't probably you probably wouldn't hear about something this big until Mass Effect Three happened and EA and Bioware uh, had to change the ending yeah. completely. Um, and I feel like that was one, uh, that was another one. But I think Evangelion was really, uh, people had just started to get email uh, in, in Japan uh, and in the States. And, uh, and they were using that tool to, 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 to say how they felt about the art. And, and that is when fandom would, would, would become collective, you know? But, like, I, w- I wish I had some, uh, some Evangelion communities that I found online back then. And I'm sure I did. I'm sure there's some Gila City websites that I, that I kept going to. And forums, and you find you try to find these like-minded people, and then you feel you you form a community. I don't know. I, I'm kind of rambling. No, please. It's just kind of <laughs> it, 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 it is fascinating. Uh, yeah, it, it's fascinating to me just to see just to see it, and I, I I haven't even resolved like what I actually feel about it in the end. You know, like I do think that the artist should have complete control over their work, uh, but you can't really discount uh, what how, what the audience feel feels like. It's kind of like a pop song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that think think about a wedding song, you know, the the first dance at the wedding, and then and, and it's a song by George Michael or whoever, right? And then you hear the song again twenty years later, and you you look at your husband and you say, ah, oh, that's our song, you know. Uh, the, the 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 audience still always feels some kind of ownership with it because they have a relationship with how they felt about the product. And right now, it's just like this 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 split difference that hasn't really resolved itself, I guess, um, unless the artist sticks true to his guns. And that's kind of like what, 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 what Otto did, you know? He just, he, he told the story he wanted to. Uh, and then when, when he, they told him not to do it and do another thing, he still kind of st- stuck to his guns. And that's why End of Ava still has ultimately the same message as episode 26 did. Just told in a completely different way. Uh, you, that's a, a brilliant point with the wedding songs. I'm going to I'm gonna have to use that to explain mm-hmm. fandom to like my mom next time. I'm like, why do you love Overwatch so much? Oh, well, Overwatch is my wedding, my wedding song now. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I think I might start saying that too, but that's exactly what it is. You know, it is like, oh, this is my song or, you know, like, like even like, like, like colloquially you say, oh yeah, this is my jam. This is my jam. You know, I'm, I'm taking ownership of this. You know, I have a connection to this that, that I feel like no one else has. You know, it is it is perhaps a, a testament to Ano sticking to his guns, really, mm-hmm. um, that uh, Evangelion there, you know, there's a show, there's the end of Ava movies and like the like one or two kind mm-hmm. of, you know, like collecting the show into one movie kind of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, aside from the recent uh, reboot, mm-hmm. three, four movies that are coming out, mm-hmm. um, Evangelion really hasn't spun into there's action figures and there's like physical things you can kind of hold and grab, but there, there wasn't like, they didn't need a second season. They didn't like spin it off into 14 different franchises. There was like a spinoff manga uh, days that kind of like ran with the whole alternate reality thing. There's the games too. There's like board games and everything. And then I I guess uh, from what I understand that these are all different alternate universes that spun out of the the end of Ava. I don't really, I don't really completely buy that, but, but I, I can see that too. Especially if that's an official uh, thing, then that's fine. But yeah, you're right, though. In terms, of, and that's what I mentioned. There's very little text, uh, core text 
that 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 we can pull from uh, and, and to discuss regarding Evangelion. Yeah. It's just it's just a show, and now the rebuild movies, which I only just recently saw a couple weeks ago. And I I, I did watch the first two, and I, I haven't seen the third yet. But I've oh, and I'm, boy. I'm, 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 third I'm, one. I know I know shit goes down. Something happens. Oh but, my uh, god! The, the third one, the third one gave, gave me feelings like I hadn't felt in twenty years, where I was just like, "What is going on? And what is he doing?" You know. So it's like, well, like he still got it, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I and I watched um, uh, Shin Godzilla, which is directed by Ano. Oh, uh, yeah. Very recently, so good. you've seen that. Yeah. Yes, I, I uh, love it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time now. The Evangelion vibe is like just coding that movie, but it's um, everywhere. Just just from the way he 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 paced the scenes, the way people talk to each other, it would zoom out to faces, zoom out to 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 control boards. Um, obviously, the music was is the same composer as Evangelion. They even reused dynamic or, or decisive battle. I think. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the- song dum dum yeah yeah dum, the, 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 the we are planning shit and we're about to take this guy down uh, uh song i love it you know and it was just so good and uh, yeah it's just it's just an amazing movie i could talk about that movie for another hour <laughs> the um i i i don't know if you were you ever into fan fiction as a kid or as a young adult uh maybe that that may not have like hit at the right moment for you you're right you're right that the, the, the whole fan fiction movement really just kind of passed you over it just like harry potter you know, like it just—it was just like like it was happening as I was like beginning to work. You know, so it was like like I, like I can't really pay attention to that stuff right now. Um, so yeah, I, I never really got into fan fiction. Only I I read like really weird erotic fan fiction uh, for like Jurassic Park back in the day. But like, you know, <laughs> no judgment, no judgment <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. <laughs> I I don't want the internet digging up my my fan fiction. But um, <laughs> I I I both I wrote one. As like a fourteen something year old, maybe fifteen, I wrote an Evangelion fanfic um, that mm-hmm. was like kind of Christmas themed, and like I'm certain you, people can find it; it's out there. Um, but like, I, I'm sure I'm sure I did not approach the show's themes of mental health at, mm-hmm. with nearly as much uh, uh, delicacy or uh, or artistry as Ano might have. But I do remember. Um, there was one like very long fanfic that someone kept going for like about two years or something. Mm-hmm. And actually I corresponded with them on like my dial ass up internet mm-hmm. uh, about their story. Uh, and it was basically a, Hey, here's what happens after end of Evangelion uh, Shinji and Asuka kind of living in this like new frontier and humanity very, very slowly over time actually coming mm-hmm. back and like society being rebuilt, et cetera. Shinji and Asuka, uh, as an all fanfics, kind of build a relationship for themselves, and and, <laughs> yeah. and and it does it does go pretty far. Like it goes into their adult lives, having kids and whatnot. And actually, there's there's other tragedies that occur in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I I didn't really think about this before we kind of started talking about uh, the show, but it seeing that author take things like one step at a time and, but then also like kind of throw uh, flippantly or not throw some like tragedy in mm-hmm. Shinji and Asuka's adult mm-hmm. life and their struggles there kind of feels like a very natural extension of, of Ava's overall core themes of like, Hey, none of this is going to be finished in a day. Uh, mm-hmm. This whole mental health thing is a journey throughout your entire life, and there's going to be mm-hmm. new stuff you have to contend with. There's you're going to have to recontend with old stuff, and that perhaps feels like the more positive side of mm-hmm. the fandom, I suppose. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think and 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 one of the one the most wonderful reactions other than, to my article, other than people saying you know that they really liked it and that uh, that that it might really help somebody and all that stuff is is absolutely important. And the whole reason why I wrote that the, wrote, wrote the article. But uh, one thing that I didn't expect to enjoy hearing from Ava fans was um, the, the response, that, the, the thinking that this kind of article was a much better article to talk about Evangelion with as opposed to like a 5,000 word analysis about like its characters and its themes and everything like that. Because like, like for some people, this, this, was, this was the experience of watching the show. And, and I, like, I love to hear that because like, like, I, 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 like I still have anxiety, you know? So I still... Putting that out there, I was like, "Is this enough for the Ava right. fandom? Like, 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 am I covering Evangelion enough? There's so much that I that I need or I want to talk about the show, and I'm only focusing on myself, you know. Um, and and to hear other fans say, "No, this was this was a great way to talk about the show," uh, is very validating for me. And 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 thank you to everyone who's who sent in like really nice comments to me. And th- that's a a very excellent point you bring up. Um, I, I did see actually some of your. Uh, like colleagues or other uh, members of the media um, kind of retweeting mm-hmm. the, your original tweet and saying like, hey, I'm glad Gene is still here to like talk to us about mm-hmm. this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, that like that your life led mm-hmm. you to this point in time, even if there was struggle. Uh, and, and I, I know mm-hmm. I certainly am like this. This has already been in such a fascinating mm-hmm. conversation. But um, uh, what do you think? Evangelion now is going to be retextualized for a new generation of fans and um, mm-hmm. certainly we're in a different place societally uh, in regards to mental health and the conversations we're having about it. But mm-hmm. what do you think should the, the conversation look like going forward now that a new generation of fans are going to get exposed to it? Well, I mean, there's there's already just so much content about Evangelion, right, you know, right. uh, out there. So many personal essays. Mine is just, mine is just the latest out of, and then probably, I guess, one of the first in the mainstream media about it. Um, but there's just so much uh, history to explore. So I think for any new fans, I would, you know, I linked to some of the articles in my first piece. Uh, but go read those articles and go read the forum posts, you know. Uh, heck, even go, go find old 4chan read, uh, screen caps and read those because you can kind of understand where the Ava <laughs> fandom has, has mutated and flowered uh, uh, depending, depending on how you look at it. Um, and you can kind of understand where it can go, uh, where it can go. And I think, like, I, I like, like, you know, you hope that the history won't repeat itself. So that's why I think we can hopefully talk about Evangelion in, in, in a healthier way. You know, I do think that Anno does have some kind of regret over how he he did create. I I I, I think I've I've seen him say this before, but he I mean he he does have like a, li- a little feeling of regret. Uh, feeding into the otaku culture, even though he is absolutely an otaku, and he is he is actively feeding into it, you know, um, because he's still doing all these lectures, and it's it's wonderful and very generous of him to do so. Um, so it's kind of like what you, what we were talking about earlier about just kind of being stuck in a cycle of doing something that you're not completely comfortable with, but you're doing it for other people too, you know. And you know, we'll wrap up here with. Uh, uh we've discussed a lot of different sides of mental health and how it relates to Evangelion, but um, ultimately you close your piece on um, this message gets to imprint on your memory. Um, but it's a, it's a, it is a dark theater of the mind, but it is one that you choose. And uh, uh-huh. going forward now being in your, uh, your 37 now, um, 
what are the thoughts oh. that you are taking forward with yourself uh, these days uh, now that you've had a chance to think about Evangelion one more time? Yeah, um, I think it's like, I'm, I've, I've, I think I've already kind of done what I feel like I should be doing, which is seeking therapy. Uh, I've, I've begun, I've only recently begun medication this year. Um, and my psychiatrist was like, 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 it's amazing that you, you made it this far, but it's, it's never too late, obviously. And, and it's been working wonderful for me. Uh, I did ask for a boost in my, my dosage uh, on, on, the, on the Friday that, that Evangelion came out. I'm not, I'm not even joking. Wise, I, I, very I, wise. Yeah, because I was just like, I don't know what the show might do to me because I hadn't seen it in over 20 years. So, and also like, 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 like some, some other factors as well, but it was, it was a very good timing, but I do feel like that I'm already kind of doing what, what I need to be doing. And I, I do feel a uh, hundred times better. Um, and part of it is because, um, you know, like pop culture has influenced me uh, through this, you know, like, like part of the reason why I sought medication is because I read about how David Letterman, as old as he is, he only started taking that now. And I'm like, and and for him, he always thought like, well, I, I don't need it. Like like I, I need to be in my mindset to be creative, to be David Letterman. And once he started taking it, he was like, I had no idea people live like this. And that is exactly what I'm going through right now too, where I'm just like, I had no idea that I can go through the whole day and not think about like terrible things. Um, and it's been pretty wonderful. So it, it's really really nice. I I, can, I I happily talk about Evangelion now because it's something that 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 gives me joy and something like. That, 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 that I feel like is a part of myself as well. Thanks. Well, Gene, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk to me about Evangelion. Um, I, Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I, I think that uh, your words on the show and the, the themes and the impact it's had uh, on all kinds of conversations we could have about it are really important. And like all your colleagues said, uh, I, I am really glad that you're still here with us to uh, have these conversations and make a difference. Thank you. I really appreciate that. All right. And folks, every week you can find a new episode of 1099 here on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and more. And uh, please check back in and let us know what you thought of the episode on Twitter. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Take care.